I, you know, I'm, it's very interesting. I think the, it's definitely, and I, is definitely hard to really wrap, wrap one's head around. It's just, it's, it, it's very like postmodern in a way mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. It's, it, I mean, it seems the, so, the it thing seems... that really just fucks me up is like the internet just trying to decipher if it was race based or sex based i'm just like what the fuck semantics it's like semantics now it's literally semantics Ugh. welcome to the (laughs) galian friendship simulator we're gonna go grab a fucking beer now yep all right All right, we we're, we've gotten our beers. Welcome, welcome to the Hegelian Friendship Simulator. It's look, you know the deal. It's the only podcast on the internet where we go through the Wikipedia article and try to make sense of the world. And we are not making sense of the world today because the world is not making sense. <laughs> it's very confusing. But I I could I could say the one thing that is nice and consistent is that I, as always, am joined. By my delicious, delectable co-host, John Miklas. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, I am joined, as always, by the sultry, mm-hmm. the sensational. I think I've used sensational before. You, Alex Virgil. You said sensuous, I think, last time. Oh, and thank you. I think you said sensuous. Yeah. Um, it's okay. You haven't used it nearly as much. I know you got a little nervous because I said it last time where I was like... <laughs> New words. We need new words. But um, I like delicious. It's nice. Delicious, yeah. Delicious and delectable. Really, um, I think doubled down on the. Uh, I just want to eat you up, baby. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, um. Yeah. Well. Hey, folks. How we doing? <laughs> uh, thank you uh, for for checking in this week. Uh, this is, as Virgil said, another episode of the Galian Friendship Simulator. If it's your first time listening, thank you so much. Uh, we you. are happy to have you. And if you're back, oink oink, oink come oink. on, get it, little piggy. Mm. Get get that content you need. Extra mm. juicy today. <laughs> yeah. Um, Virg, you got any old businessman? I I you know. I was thinking about it, and I I don't think I sufficiently prepared anything. So if you wanna talk some old business, if you have any first, and maybe I'll it'll spur my memory. Yeah, totally. I you know I don't have a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking a lot about Whittier, Alaska. Oh hell yeah. Um, and I was I was concerned because. The the um, town of Whittier, Alaska, does not seem like it would do very well with COVID, um, mm. you know. So I checked, and um, it's doing okay. <laughs> I saw Good. I saw an article from from Slate okay. from September that was about how they're doing everything that they can to make sure that nobody gets it, and like there have been like I don't know, like seven total positives so far. Oh, okay. And everybody gets quarantined. And then I saw, Everyone I think on quarantined. the Weather Channel, oh yeah, in your room uh, on the Weather Channel, like a two-minute video from January. Uh, so, so yeah, they're doing okay. That's good. So good to hear, right? Yeah, that definitely yeah. seems like the place that would either come out unscathed or like. Whew. So I'm glad they're on the unscathed yeah, side could of things. Just lose lose it all. Um. Okay. I do. I I did have um, something. Yeah. I watched. The yeah, uh, Easy LN documentary, the Zapatistas. Oh, nice! I watched that documentary, and there was a great line in there, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was regarding Zapaterismo, and the line was basically mm. like, "People come, and a, and a lot of people want to come because they want to know how they could get something like this going, or like the ideas and blah blah blah." And I said, yeah. it's, "It's like you can't just copy and paste." 
mm-hmm. you have to fight your own local revolution you have to it has to right. be i don't want to use the word authentic but it has to be like uh what's the word organic within your own yeah, yeah, home yeah. you know i thought that was a very interesting moment and i think especially since we've brought up the whole like venezuela versus scandinavia debacle of an argument you know it's like yeah. that's that's a great mentality to kind of nullify that where well, it's like it, yeah you really it's like it's america you know <clears throat> when people are arguing for marxism in the u.s you have to understand it will look different i'm not saying it'd be better or whatever but the intent is not just to fucking do that again and so it's so simplistic yeah, and reductionist well, to I think that's why I think that's why EZLN and Zapatismo seems so advanced Mm -hmm. comparative to like um, because think about the way that communism in the 20th century was like disseminated it was spread like oh we're a Stalinist party Mm -hmm. we're Maoist Mm -hmm. we are um, Trotskyist and and that is it's incomplete right Mm -hmm. because because how can a a a kind of political system and a belief and ideology that is so built around killing the self, mm-hmm. like annihilating the self, be simultaneously a cult of personality around these big person, like yeah. these big people. It's like it, like the it sheer irony, right, of paradox. of naming it after yeah. one person. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's like I'm sorry, but. Or well, I'm not sorry, but communism in at its core is is just like u- utopianism. It's just a different perception of like utopianism, um, and part of utopianism is an infallibility, right? Perfection, mm-hmm. and so um, I. You can't tell me that Mao and Stalin and Trotsky were perfect people. Like they were flawed, and so they're and and Marx. Like they're all mm-hmm. flawed. Their ideas are flawed. The only thing that we can do is like learn them and and work off them in in our moment. Yeah. EZLN really is like a movement about the present, mm. right? Like it is less about the future. And I think a lot of communist movements were often about like the future. Right. But EZLN is a is is a group of people in southern Mexico acknowledging the problems that they collectively face and fixing them and and constantly working to mm-hmm. make sure that it stays alive and afloat. It's yeah. very beautiful. And I mean, if you're, and if and you're against is, that, don't also, ever call the yeah. US the great American experiment ever again. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yourself. Yeah. Um but it, it it also goes into something I've been thinking about a lot lately in that um, ideas and beliefs like spread the same way that disease does, um, that it's contagious, you know? And, and I think most often this is manifested in a really bad way. It's like if you were to go to the south side of, of Chicago right now and you were to talk to people about like, their perception of violence, right? And what violence means. Right. They have developed, they are all, for the lack of a better word, like diseased mm-hmm. with the same beliefs and understandings of what violence is mm-hmm. that has destroyed their community. Mm-hmm. But the same thing that is happening there is also happening in Chiapas, Mexico, with mm-hmm. these people looking each other in the eyes and telling each other, we are doing this. This is what we believe. We believe in 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 these tenets of our lives, and and we are committed to it together because mm. it makes our lives better. You know. Yes. I think that that's like the most pure, like distilled, like injected into my veins belief on politics. Right. It's like politics is about convincing other people that if they believe the way that you believe and we believe it together we make our lives better yeah yeah Ugh. it's so simple um on on kind of that <laughs> subject i started the dispossessed i read the first oh, chapter god i'm so i'm so happy for the you. the first chapter alone could be its own Fun, short right? story 
I mean, yeah, just this guy yeah. on the ship like observing everything i was like fuck this is like already its own thing <laughs> so it's uh on my cover on my book someone has a quote like about the book that says every single thing in this book is made up and it all is per- fits so perfectly into the story yeah which i love where it's like as a world building document it's so yeah intensely perfect and then it's also add to the fact that it is like a thought experiment mm-hmm. it's it's comes out of the the way she, that she thought of how to write it was like what if it was like this instead of this mm-hmm. you know and that's and then she writes a perfect novel yeah. it's incredible <sighs> yeah it's like it's funny because right now it's like i don't know at all where the plot's going and i really don't care right now because everything i've yeah. read so far has just made me think about everything else <laughs> yep yeah hell yeah ursula Le Guin, the goat the goat there's... The sci-fi goat. I'm convinced. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Verge, do you know what time it is? Oh, let me check. The bing ding ding bong 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 bong. Oh well, actually, you'd be wrong <gasps> because it's time for a new segment. Let's go. <laughs> um. So. To our first-time listeners, um, this is usually, or at least the past 10 episodes, is where we would do a segment called Ethnic Enclave, Enclave of the Week, um, where we would talk about a different um, you know, immigrant enclave or, or neighborhood or region in different parts of the world, um, and uh, you know, just use like fun Wikipedia knowledge to learn something new. Mm-hmm. So I thought what we could do going forward is add a few new segments that we can kind of rotate in and out, depending on whether we find some fun, juicy nugget of Wikipedia knowledge that maybe doesn't deserve a whole wiki hole. Yeah, love that. Um, So I am titling this segment, Fur Your Information. (laughs) It's about animals. It's a pun. That's the new, <laughs> new sound effect. Um, so, welcome to the first ever Fur Your Information. Thank you so much. I can't wait. Uh, today, we are going to talk about the United States Camel Corps. <laughs> oh, the USCC. You, the USCC. You haven't talked about this on the no, show, I have, have you? Not. All right. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Um, the United States Camel Corps was a mid-19th century experiment by the U.S. Army in using camels as pack animals in the southwestern United States. Yeah, understandable. While the camels proved to be hardy and well-suited to travel through the region, the Army declined to adopt them for military use. Uh, The Civil War interfered with the experiment and it was eventually abandoned. The animals were sold at auction. Ah, good. Uh, They got off. They got off. Lucky on that one, those camels. (laughs) They got off lucky. So I I was drawn to this because in many ways it is, for me, kind of a thought experiment in its own right, mm. in that what would be different in the world if this had worked? That's my question, that's and that's great. the thing I've been thinking that's about great. a lot. Because it is, it is a fairly like minute uh-huh. thing, uh-huh. right? But what if this took off and camels were really, really effective, the U.S. Army loved using them, and for the last 160 years, there have been camels being breeded and domesticated in the southwest United States, and like at this point not being used for um, like transportation right. because we still have cars, but they got introduced the exact same way and in the same like level of importance as the way like horses did in the US. <laughs> yeah, like where it's like normal to see like camelero- camelleros normal... <laughs> in yeah. the southwest. <laughs> yeah, it's just a normal thing that people like experience. They're like, "Oh yeah, that's camel country, yeah. you know? I, nothing more beautiful than seeing some wild camels <laughs> out in, you know. Welcome to the camel state." Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Utah um, camels. The Utah, yeah, exactly. It's like, would teams be named after them? Would we have different words in English for camels? You know, yeah. the way that we have like 
Mustang and mare and like all of these words that are associated with horses. Like what if we had that for camels? Oh my God. And you know what would be really tight is if they were adopted um, like Arabic words or something that we didn't change. And so we just have like way more Arabic words in our lexicon that. Is there is there some element that like Western and Arab cultures are somehow slightly more amicable to each other because we have this like shared connection of camels right like these little things could like end up changing dude yeah theoretically changing entire people's lives not everyone's but certain people like think about so for example um they they hired seven ottoman greek men Mm -hmm. Uh, to come over as like the camel trainers, mm-hmm. like the initial like drivers of these camels, and they these guys have crazy stories. Uh, or I think there's just a couple of them that have Wikipedia articles. But one is this guy named High Jolly or Haji Ali. Okay, but he he was called High Jolly H I J O L L Y in the U S. Um, and he was just like eccentric camel driver. That lived until 1902. He died in Quartzite, um, Arizona, and he has a, a gravestone with a camel on it that says, The last camp of High Jolly, born somewhere in Syria about 1828, died at Quartzite December 16, 1902, came to this country 1856, camel driver, packer scout, over 30 years of faithful aid to the U.S. government, Arizona Highway Department, 1935. Like, what if camel drivers were, like, a part of American lore, you know? The way that cowboys are. Yeah, I love that. I'm thinking of, like, I'm thinking of the alternate timeline where the rodeo community also happens to be, like, the most well-versed in, like, some aspect of, yeah, like, Middle Eastern culture. You know? It's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you go to a rodeo, you get, like, um, you know, you get... uh, yeah, like halal food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halal food is like the food that you'd eat at a rodeo. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. and there's like exchange programs, and then there's like the world championship of fucking like some camel racing or something. And there's just like a great relationship between Arizona <laughs> and fucking and like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be, Sorry, that would be. Jeez, they're My listening. They're on. listening. Oh God, I think it was Syria. Anytime you bring up Syria, excuse Syria me. I'm sorry. Say, oh, I. That makes sense. Oh, Siri. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say about Syria? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, that's a that's the story. I love that. Or a very partial little story about that's the cool. U.S. Camel Corps. The scarier hypothetical is like how that would have affected the civil war so yeah actually that is a fun little anecdote that i think is important Mm -hmm. the main reason this fell apart was because the absolute biggest proponent of it was jefferson davis um (laughs) who was secretary of war at the time and he was super into this idea he he signed it like greenlit it and then he seceded from the country and became the president of the Confederacy. That's what I'm talking about. And, they, and the U.S. government was like, we're done with this camel bullshit. Dude, yeah. Like, also, like, what people forget is, like, the West, the expansion of what we consider the Western states were way more tied to slave yeah. states that we, we you oh, would yeah. think California would never. But, like, yo, like, a lot of the Western states were full of people who were uh think about that shit so yeah oh yeah um so that would have been fucking ugh. yeah so what i mean there, there's a there's an alternate history book to be written that like the use of camels yeah in the civil war is the reason that the confederacy is able to beat the <laughs> union or something. you know there was that one there was that like uh, the hbo um the game of thrones guys ha- had signed the mm-hmm. deal to do confederate and if they included right. that <laughs> so they that that show got canceled, done right or no like, way canceled. yeah donezo 
nine months. And I think that was even before the last season came out. And then think about how much people hated the last season. Yeah, it was very bad. I I was a big I was a big defender of those guys. And then the last season was just like borderline unwatchable. Oh, I. It was really wild, actually. I. I email us your Game of Thrones thoughts. Only I will read about them because Virgil <laughs> hasn't watched. But and, and, or have and, you watched? And ha- I've here's the thing: is I'm 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 just clu- like tied into TV stuff enough to have just I'm yeah. just familiar with it, but actively have never really like I've never sat down and put it on. And boy, do I feel like I saved myself a lot of trouble. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily have the same um, feeling about Harry Potter. I know mm. that I'm doing it like both to spite the world and spite myself, right. but I am pretty proud of not consuming Harry Potter media. As 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 the news keeps coming out about it, you're right, yeah. You're oh right, yeah, dude. actually, yeah. yeah. Now that now that J.K. Rowling's a trick, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my decision. Oh, that, I yeah, that often shit's... will think about the um the Andy Warhol quote mm. and actually like I in my head most of the time because most of the time I'm thinking like all right what do I need to do to like make it in life mm-hmm. um I think oh Andy Warhol's wrong mm. you know like the 15 you don't have 15 minutes of fame yeah. it's like you you get there and but but it, it is with celebrity it right. is that is what it is yeah it's like a necessary no trajectory are. yeah or or else it's a monkey paw right like right. or else it's a curse so to go back to your question last week about would I rather be rich or famous, like that's exactly mm-hmm. the, where I sit, where it's just like, no, I want to make, I would love to contribute for... enough, Yeah. but like that's as far as my contribution should be as far as my reputation right. is. That would be uh, preferred. I dig that. I agree with that. Yeah, but... <laughs> Um, all right, whose turn is it to start? I, I, I was thinking about that. I think it's you. Because you did okay. Zapatista's after I did Alaska. But I don't, I think, right? Uh, Posadism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or I'm sorry, Posadism. Uh, oh, jeez. Very different. Very different. <laughs> very different. Um, I, I can definitely go first. If you'd rather I go first. I, I have a... Oh, man. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I have a... um. A pretty short one, okay. I guess. Yeah, that's. Um, it's good. Nothing wrong it's, with that. It's kind of interesting. I mean, it, I it weirdly, I found it the same time that I found the the um, U.S. Camel Corps. Okay. Um, and I found it because I was reading more and more about the Ottoman Empire. Mm. Um, I know very very little about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it it is fascinating. I mean, there are definitely like different directions to go to talk about all of the rulers. Like mm-hmm. it, it very much has like a like if you think about like post medieval era or like kind of that in the West, like we moved past kings and we don't remember kings as well because like we've replaced them with like a new charismatic kind of leader. Right. Um, the Ottomans were doing that in a sense of, like their leaders have these like very like modern politician-y kind of like mm-hmm. personas and stuff. And they have these great stories. Uh, they all have an, like a name, you know, Suleiman the Magnificent. Of blah, course. Blah, blah. Um, but I, I, f- I, we're actually going to talk about a different group of people who were contemporaries like while the ottoman empire was kind of at its height uh-huh. um so we're going to talk about the zaporoshian cossacks Ooh. um and they yeah. they were um cossacks who lived beyond the Dnieper rapids uh the okay. land also known under the historical term wild fields in today's central ukraine um okay Interestingly, today much of the territory is now flooded by the waters of the Kakova Kakovka Re- Reservoir. So mm. the Dnieper River in Ukraine, I guess during the Soviet era, they put dams on the entire thing, and so all mm. of these like old world territories and lands that are talked about are just gone. They're underwater, which is wow. crazy, wild. Um, 
So the Zaporozhian Sikh uh, and this like their uh, like semi-autonomous government, um, mm-hmm. they grew rapidly in the 15th century, 1400s, um, from serfs fleeing the more controlled parts of the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth. Uh, cool. It became established as a well-respected political entity with a parliamentary system of government during the course of the 16th, 17th, and well into the 18th century the Zaporozhian Cossacks were a strong political and military force, challenged the authority of the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth, Tsardom of Russia, and the Crimean Khanate. Mm. Um, and I don't when you think of like Cossacks, mm-hmm. like, what is your like? Where do you go? Like, what is your mental like image of what I a always, Cossack is? I always um, thought I like connect it with Kazakhs, Kazakhs, mm-hmm. Cossacks. So I just pictured, yeah, like Russia adjacent is about as accurate as I can get. Because <laughs> I always, yeah, I always thought of kind of associate with Russia. Yeah. Um, and like, like far Eastern Europe. But I also ha- associate it with um, like military guys. Like, yeah, I think of it as like a, like a, a Cossack is is not necessarily like a an ethnic group, but like a type of right, like a unit. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, There's like a scimitar kind of like sword. So this is kind of what I've found. I after okay. reading more about it, it it is like much more complicated and mm. not. I don't think very analogous to other parts of the world and like what our you know like cultural perceptions may be. Mm-hmm. Um. The closest thing I think I could relate to them to is like pirates almost. Oh. Hmm. Um, so they are like a military grouping in the mm. sense that um, the, the Cossacks are a group of East, predominantly East Slavic. Um, they were members of a democratic, self-governing, semi-military community. Um, mm. And then they would just like fucking raise hell like they would get some <laughs> land because there's just so much land there right they'd get mm-hmm. some land they would get better at fighting and then they would just like not bow to any ruler and so there were all these different large empires surrounding them but different cossacks like and then they would and then they would pledge allegiance so they were semi-autonomous in the sense that nobody messed with them but right. they also would be like russia is asking us to join their empire to fight in a war with the Ottoman Empire. And so they'd say yes, and they'd do it. Um, Yo, <laughs> that's sick, dude. It's, it's super cool. I mean, it's yeah. like... Uh, and so um, they kind of get... In in Russian and Eastern European culture, they mm. get idolized a lot. Like, mm-hmm. there's like a very... There's a type of art that is like almost nostalgic for mm. the Cossacks and like life when you were you know in the cost because they were completely eliminated after world war one world war two and like communism like that culture is like totally gone uh-huh uh, i think let's see um in 2002 140,000 people claimed cossack an- ethnicity so it, hmm. it's it's less of an ethnicity as more as it was like a way of life right you know um <laughs> that's fucking tight dude uh <laughs> But so what I got drawn to is the kind of the image for the Cossacks um, in Wikipedia. Like there's a portal because there were like 30 different different Cossack territories and groupings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like there's a lot of other articles on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the image for it is a painting by this guy, Ilya Repin. Um, and it's from... Let's see if I can. The painting was painted in 1891, um, yeah. so kind of after like the heyday, like you know, we're talking 14th through 17th century kind of thing, like the heyday mm-hmm. of the Cossacks. Um, it's called "Reply of the Zaporozhian Cossacks," and it's a painting of like ten guys in a battlefield, kind of. Or they're like they're all sitting at a table, like drinking and having fun. 
Mm-hmm. And it's, they're clearly in like a big open field with tons of people around them, but they're like enjoying themselves and like. Okay, I see it. I see it. Is, yeah. There's like the big guy in the kind of like salmon colored. Yeah, laughing. yeah, he's laughing. Like they're all laughing, and like there's one yeah. guy in the middle writing, right? Yeah. And so this is a good example. This painting is a good example of that like glorification of Cossack right. or Cossack living. The painting is about one of the fucking coolest things of all time. Um, so in, um, in a earlier, fuck, when, okay, sorry, it's set in 1676, um, and it is, it is following a battle between the Zaporozhian Cossacks and the Ottoman Empire where the Cossacks have just, like, the Ottoman is advancing, and they're trying to take over this portion of territory. Uh, they're led by this guy, Mehmed IV, who was all okay. about, you know, like, expansion. That was a big part of the Ottoman mm-hmm. Empire. But they're expanding. They wanted this territory. They wanted the Zaporozhian Cossacks to be considered a part of the Ottoman Empire. They get their ass kicked. Mm. And um, Mehmed IV... Um, said he writes to the Cossacks after the Ottoman Empire just loses it very, you know, very badly in battle. He says, as the Sultan, son of Muhammad, brother mm. of the sun and moon, grandson and viceroy of God, ruler of the kingdom of Macedonia, Babylon, Jerusalem, upper and lower Egypt, emperor of emperors, sovereign of sovereigns, extraordinary knight, never defeated, steadfast guardian of the tomb of Jesus Christ, trustee chosen mm. by God himself, the hope and comfort of Muslims, co-founder and great or confounder and great defender of Christians, I command you, Zaporozhian Cossacks, to submit me, submit to me voluntarily and without any resistance, and to desist from troubling me with your attacks. Okay, this yeah. is the reply of the Zaporozhian Cossacks, which was memorialized okay. in a painting from 1891. Um, it says. Zaporozhian Cossacks to the Turkish Sultan. O Sultan, Turkish devil and the damned devil's kith and kin, secretary to Lucifer himself, what the devil kind of knight are thou that canst not slay a hedgehog with your naked arse? The devil shits and your army eats. Thou shalt not, thou son of a whore, make subjects of Christian sons. We have no fear of your army. By land and by sea we will battle with thee. Fuck thy mother. Thou Babylonian scullion, Macedonian wheelwright, brewer of Jerusalem, goat fucker of Alexandria, swineherd of greater and lesser Egypt, pig of Armenia, Podolian thief, catamite of Tartary, hangman of Kamyatnets, and fool of all the world and underworld, an idiot before God, grandson of the serpent, and crick in our dick. Pig snout, Mars ass, slaughterhouse cur, unchristened brow, screw thine own mother. So the Zaporozians declare, you lowlife, you won't even be hurting pigs for the Christians. Now we'll conclude, for we don't know the date and don't own a calendar. The moon's in the sky, the year with the Lord. The day is the same over here as it is over there. For that, for this, kiss our ass. So, No. <laughs> <laughs> catalyst <It is>, 17 <laughs> it, it honestly i think it's almost better it is more yeah more incredibly and deeply written like reading it like i'm like dizzy from from just like how it's <laughs> it is it is the most over the top of this thing which i interpreted to be like almost like a modern like type of humor you know like like yeah yeah it's it's so clever fuck you you think you fucking thought you know i love it i it's like it was either like they all sat around like that and like we're laughing and writing it together or like one dude was just like you know what i'll fucking take this and wrote it and then everyone was like no notes (laughs) (laughs) this is perfect fuck you it's so good and um yeah i i just i mean i find myself 
now wanting to be a Zaporozhian Cossack. You know, like, <laughs> like I love the idea yeah. because, because, I mean, at the core of it, obviously, this is like all like a silly thing, but mm-hmm. the way that they respond, mm-hmm. it not only does it imply like "fuck you," but it implies mm-hmm. I would rather die than give mm-hmm. up this life for your life. Like, mm-hmm. and 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 it has it it has everything to do with like l- like wanting that way of life so much that mm-hmm. that you could there are no words in the world to describe that like what you think of your enemy that would want to take that away from you mm-hmm. oh man i love it the road like it, it's one of those it feels like one of those situations where every single person there is their own person and they all follow the same like code and leaders because they want to yeah and that's what empowers that's what strengths and strengthens them you know yep so all right not to sound like uh but like is is wasn't there something in game of thrones like this or is this like a bunch of like soldiers uh yeah i guess the eunuchs oh well that is that different the, it, it was yeah different i because i don't i mean these guys do seem like some offshoot of like what mercenaries are right yeah but at the same time so maybe the game of thrones thing is kind of similar in the sense that like that this is like the idea of being a mercenary growing after hundreds of years of doing it into like a cohesive culture group um and not necessarily ethnic group but clearly a culture group of people Mm. And I wonder, things happen and move so quickly now in like the 21st Mm -hmm. century that we probably see something analogous to this like after 20 years, you know? It's like, is the the punk rock scene? I just Mm -hmm. watched a movie, um, Green Room. You ever seen Green Room? Oh, yes. Holy fuck. I mean, it's so good. But I, well, so I'll tell you, I, I watched it. I told Sydney I this was on my watch list. I want to watch it. She was like, "Okay, cool." I was like, "It sounds like a thriller, you know." Mm-hmm. And it is. <laughs> it is so much scarier <laughs> yeah. than any movie labeled as a thriller that I've ever seen. Uh, it is so scary, but it got me thinking about like because it's about you know like a punk rock band mm-hmm. that lives a part of. Like, that is their culture, right? Punk rock. Mm-hmm. They are so deeply invested in that subculture that it is mm-hmm. their their primary yeah. culture. They know all the lingo. Yeah. Yeah. And they and they live it. And they yeah. are they are a part and and so the Cossacks are like in an not ancient, but like subculture from five hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Just like we have subcultures. Mm-hmm. And for many, for many people, and for large swaths of you know of humanity, that becomes your primary culture. Um. All right. Well, that's. I think that's all I got from my cool Cossacks. Fun Cossacks. Yeah. Fun. I fun roving I band of jolly yeah. mercenaries. Yeah. Just absolute killers. Um. Of but they do it their own way. They do it. Cla- they do it classy. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. I. What. What do you got for me, Verge? All right. I got two articles. Okay. That feel only connected by one thread, and that one thread is kind of what we're gonna lean into here. So, I don't know if I should do the umbrella thing or if we should just get into it. Let's just get into it. Yeah. All right. So this is not my main topic, but this is where we're starting. Animal trial. Okay. Like a in kangaroo le- court? No. <laughs> <laughs> in legal history, an animal trial was the criminal trial of a non-human animal. Whoa. Such trials okay. are recorded as having taken place in Europe, specifically, of course, because literally only <laughs> Europeans would think to fucking put animals on trial, um, from the 13th century until the 18th. 
In modern times, it is considered in most criminal justice systems that non-human persons lack moral agency and so cannot be held culpable for an act. (laughs) So just like, let's sit in that for a second. Okay, Mm -hmm. there was a real time for about 500 years when people were putting animals on trial. Animals, including insects, face the possibility of criminal charges for several centuries. The earliest extent, extant record of an animal trial is the execution of a pig in 1266 at a f- French place that I will not attempt. Such trials remain part of several legal systems until the 18th century. Animal defendants both appeared before church and secular courts, and the offenses alleged against them ranged from murder to criminal damage. Um, Christianity yeah. is a hell of a drug. It is <laughs> yeah. a hell of a drug. Yeah, dude. All right, commonly tried animals. Animals put on trial were almost invariably either domesticated ones or pests. So pigs, bulls, horses, and cows, or pests such as rats and weevils. Creatures that were suspected of being familiar spirits or, complic- or complicit in acts of bestiality. Complicit. Complicit. (laughs) We're also subjected to judicial punishment, such as burning at the stake, which is a very interesting moment because that specific connotation will come into my larger thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Though few, if any, ever faced a trial. They settled out of court. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the Basel case. According to Johannes Gross in Cursa Basler Chronic, 1624, a 14, uh, in 1474, a rooster was put on trial in the city of Basel for the heinous and unnatural crime of laying an egg. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which the townspeople were consider, concerned was spawned by Satan and contained a cockatrice, which is like a little dragon thing. So... And now you're like, okay, 1474, a rooster lays an egg, and you're thinking, this is the devil, it's the devil. That's why they burned them at the stake? It's the devil, yeah. Um, And it probably smelled really good. Honestly, ate, yeah, ate no, it. you just cook them. You yeah. can just cook them. I guess you wouldn't want to touch the that meat after the devil. you thought it was the devil at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's another one. Katya the bear is a famous famous female brown bear native to kazakhstan who was imprisoned in 2004 after being found guilty of mauling two people in separate incidents um sounds to me like they shouldn't have been fucking with a bear katya was held in the archaic prison in kostanai uh the bear was released from imprisonment and allowed to congregate with other bears after serving a 15-year sentence Handler's report. A, yeah. So she, so she was released uh, a two two years ago, two years ago. Handler's report: Katya socializing well with other bears after her long imprisonment. That's wild. So people people done been doing this shit. All right. So that's like all right. All right. So, so that's, that's animal a, that's animal trial. We know animal, animal trial. trial. Yeah. Here's the other piece. The Indiana Pie Bill. You heard about this? No. I would have been very surprised if you had. Yeah. The Indiana Pie Bill, spelled P-I because it has to do with the mathematical yeah. pie, is the popular name for Bill 246 of the 1897 sitting of the Indiana General Assembly, one of the most notorious attempts to establish mathematical truth by legislative mm. fiat. Um, despite its name, the main result claimed by the bill is a method to square the circle, which is like a big math, you know, yeah. age old math problem, pretty much, uh, been proven to be impossible. Um, whether you can, what is it? Con- uh, constructing the square with the same area of a given circle by only using a finite number of steps with compass and straight edge. Basically it can't be done, but the bill Written by Crank, I love this. Written by the Crank, which is a, <laughs> yeah, is a hyperlink, 
Edward J. Goodwin. And I was like, oh, well. And then the second half of the sentence does imply various incorrect values of pi, such as 3.2. <laughs> he just decided. He just decided that pi was 3.2, which is how When he was came. this? 1897. Oh, okay. The bill never became law due to the intervention of Professor C.A. Waldo of Purdue University, who happened to be present in the legislature on the day it went up for a vote. Oh, my God. This guy... He was just hanging out? He was just watching? He was there for an entirely different reason to secure the annual appropriation for the Indiana Academy of Science. The assemblyman handed him the bill, offering to introduce him to the genius who wrote it. He declined, saying that he had already met as many crazy people as he cared to. <laughs> when it reached, uh, hold on, hold on. Okay, so he, 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 here's, let's take a step back. Upon its introduction in the Indiana House of Representatives, the bill's language and topic occasioned confusion among the membership. A member from Bloomington proposed that it be referred to the Finance Committee but the speaker accepted another member's recommendation to refer the bill to the committee on Swamplands, where the bill could find a deserved grave. It was transferred uh, to the Committee on Education, which reported favorably. Following a motion to suspend the rules, the bill passed on February 6th, 1897, in the Indiana House of Representatives passed without a single dissenting vote now the Whoa. thing about this is so this guy who was like i'm a fucking genius i figured out how to square the circle and people are like that's amazing Math- mathematicians are like what no way impossible he wanted to copyright his idea so that anyone who ever used this equation to square the circle would have to fucking pay him royalties except the state of indiana because that was his home state who he would was planning to allow to use this equation for free and in it is a lot of incorrect assumptions about things like pi for example just being rounded up to 3.2 which it's like We've, I think we've fought for grades enough to know that 3.14 does not round up to 3.2. Right. <laughs> um, and it passed the House of Representatives in Indiana without a single dissenting vote. Okay, I have a new, I have a new alternate history. <laughs> okay. An alternate history where... This guy is right. Mm-hmm. Indiana passes this bill, mm-hmm. and it becomes law, and no one has the political will to change it, and so Indiana becomes the center of the world because it's the only place that scientists can use this equation without having to pay royalties on it, and so it's just like like it it is like the no one questions it. And this is, is assuming true. that he's right, right? This is yeah, assuming this he's is right. This is an assumption okay. that he's right. He's right, and that the the bill becomes law, and everyone in the world is just like, "Well, it's it's law, so can't <laughs> you know, do anything that, about but, it." But but you're hitting on you're hitting on the point that it, it kind of combines these two pages for me, which is great. Which is like the fickleness of the laws of man, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Where it's like, yo, like you think we can't change this law, this law, this law in this country? Guess what? We almost had a law where pi was 3.2 in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking tell me that these laws are set in stone. Right. Yeah. It's, it is. And it don't is tell me politicians all... are no better than us about this shit. No. Yeah. The only, the only thing that, that is true is that it is capable of changing. Yeah. The, the, only, the only reason that we live in this world is because we don't realize that we can change it to live in a different world. Yep. You know? Yeah, and if there was ever an example of, how, oh my God, how easy it could be, <laughs> and, and so my alternate timeline is, pi 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 is the same, <laughs> pi is three point one four one five nine blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. 
but this passes and every mathematician outside of indiana is like oh well we'll never have to pay royalties because we're not going to use this equation yeah it's bullshit and indiana is stuck alone one state out of 50 in a world of almost 200 countries where yeah. buys 3.2 and they're using this equation yeah. and it's just like the cl- a classic indiana circle is just yeah. like a weird yeah. yeah the indiana circle might be a hilarious like like a derogatory term for someone like someone who doesn't do something or i don't know oh nice indiana circle there bud <laughs> yeah oh man that's good stuff yeah that's some good shit and of course the burning at the stake made me think of course wandavision has been out recently the idea of witches i think in recent years i think it's really been the last 10 to 15 years where like in the psyche the general psyche of americans the witch hunt is understood to be just an absolute massacre of women right for no good reasons Um, which witches are coming back in the style too they really are which i love it i'm a big fan of that i always and 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 I want to keep it secret and keep it safe because when it happens, I don't want too many people coming. But the the wherever we settle in the Olympic National Forest, when mm-hmm. the lights go out, mm-hmm. I would say if someone were like, "Oh, is that a commune?" I'd be like, mm, "It's closer to a coven." Yeah, is yeah. the intent? Yeah. Is yeah. the intent? That's the I goal. Hope. That's the goal. I hope it's understood. Um. <laughs> But, like, yeah, and, and that just makes me think, like, dude, the fucking folly of man's hubris and wh- and how we're so still ingrained to see these things as immovable. Yeah, well, especially, so we've had different words for, or different, like, um, paradigms for what it is, too, mm-hmm. forever, right? Like, mm-hmm. for... I, for the you know like BC era, it was it was very very locally produced gods, right? Mm-hmm. And like and like you just explain it. You're like, yeah. Oh, that that hurricane. Oh, well, that's because of um the the sea god, um you know, and that's and he does this. He he came from here, and so they've built it out, right? Mm-hmm. And then the and for two thousand years, it was the divine, right? Like the mm-hmm like the, a singular god like one creator like this yeah. concept and now we're entering into an era where it's like scientific right like there are just laws of the universe where atoms mm-hmm. quark and 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 our brain is has these creases and that's why and we have all these names for the brain what is to say that we won't even grow out of these concepts that we think of as law as fact mm-hmm. nothing is, we don't ever know anything like mm-hmm. perfectly well you know yes we yes. could all be stardust like uh we like there is we could all just be something else mm-hmm. and that these these i the the atom that we know so well like this is what it is we might just be misinterpreting what it is it might be a piece of something else and it might even yeah. not be the what we perceive it to be at all you know like this is a a thing in three body problem that came up where it's like oh like a proton in three dimensions in three-dimensional space is tiny but if you unfolded it into its nine dimensions that we can comprehend 11 possible dimensions it could be like a massive structure that we don't we can't because we can only comprehend it from three dimensions it's like who fucking knows dude <laughs> right dude at best we only perceive one third of the dimensions <laughs> <laughs> dude that rooster wasn't trying to lay an egg to fucking bring you to the devil or some shit like right Right, it's all just explanations in trying to explain what we do not know in the moment that it is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I was I was kind of struck by the rooster story because it's easy to infantilize these people 
and mm-hmm. say, oh, like, how silly. But I right. started to think about the idea of, like, what would we do if someone yeah. in our community had a rooster that laid an egg? And there was, like, no explanation for it, you yeah. know, no ability to, like, like, what would we do if faced with what we could not explain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Maybe that's my thing. It's, like, the rooster egg thing. It's like if there was a rooster egg specifically now, maybe it would be. But there's got to be something that is. Yeah, we just have a. We're just better at at explaining things now. But mm-hmm. that's not to say, like we are, like that person, the the animal trial people. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every foundation of what they based their life off of, what they said, well. I don't know much, but I know this, 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 and this to be true. Mm-hmm. Probably their top six of like what they know to be true as the most concrete fact mm-hmm. are all wrong. And that's not to say that they weren't, they aren't, and weren't right about some stuff. But mm-hmm. the things that they were most confident about, they were probably the most wrong about. And I think that that is pretty analogous to right now. Is yeah. that okay? The rooster egg thing. We probably know it's not the devil, and we or have an idea of what it is yeah. but if you ask me the six things that i'm most sure about in life i'm probably wrong about all of them when it t- comes to the truth of the universe you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like if there was like a real what seemed like a real digital glitch in the matrix for a moment like that would be what it would be right right if i'm like talking to someone face to face and half their face just went me 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 for like two seconds and they're just like back to normal and nothing <laughs> yeah. has changed and it has not affected anything but also my entire understanding of con not just concrete reality but the fabric of the universe just went yeah. i get it dude like 14 the, that one you're right i do get it where it's just like holy shit like this rooster we gotta fucking do something with this rooster it cannot <laughs> be here all i know is this rooster cannot be here I remember a science teacher, like when I was in elementary school, um, Mm -hmm. or like middle school or whatever, who was trying Mm -hmm. to explain to us um, atoms and how they function in a liquid, gas, and a solid. Um, And, you know, it's like you talk about like, oh, they're in a, like a box, Right, mm-hmm. and the the solid is like there aren't that many atoms, and they're all floating around, knocking into stuff. Mm-hmm. The liquid, there's there's less, so they're like they're not as as like conjoined. And the solid, they're like thick, but mm-hmm. those atoms are not like they're not fused together in a solid, mm-hmm. and so they're just knocking against each other. It's just that they're so close that, but. It, there is, and I, I, it stuck with me forever. Like the possibility in a solid that if you dropped a coin onto a table, at that moment, for whatever reason, they would the atoms would be just far enough away from each other that it would go through. You know, like they would just like <laughs> fall yeah, through yeah, the yeah. table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so every time I put something Dude. down on the table, now I think about that. It's like, it's like probably not going to happen. <laughs> but it could and would it and and that would probably justify the way i see the world it'd be like right this happened it could like yeah. this is i understand it i understand what they're talking about in reality you will almost, even with science you will almost never get the things to like you will never have the empirical understanding of the things that you claim to know as fact it's the same as faith, right? Mm-hmm. You can't know. You won't mm-hmm. know. You won't know if what my science teacher in middle school said is right, that the atoms aren't actually fused together. You can't. I mean, and me, we probably sound pretty, I probably sound pretty dumb in that, like, some of these things you can, but I think the larger, broader sense is that you can't. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that I think is is great, is that, like, we can't right now. And I think when, if we have this worldview, right, for now, and in 20 years, some young people say we can, 
it's like we have two this kind of getting off into a little bit of a tangent it's like continuing a conversation i was having earlier um but the idea of like older generations being like even be even though they were woke being like very um judgmental about younger generations is like radical activism you know like right. it feels like no matter how woke people are old people just keep fucking up because they just can't handle the new yeah, idea yeah old, old people become old no matter who they are yeah it's just like a, yeah and so i was just thinking like damn dude i want to be the kind of person who if someone 30 years from now says like yo like the fabric of our understanding of reality has changed because we can observe this phasing or whatever i hope i'm the kind of old person who's not just like i can't comprehend that that doesn't make sense that's not how the world goes i hope i can be like fuck that's all right yeah to to always be to always understand that you're um experiencing this i I think that that maybe there's a there's a sense of like golden age thinking in that where it's like Mm -hmm. um if you are just constantly reliving the best moment in your life, it's very easy mm-hmm. to then get caught up in saying, well, don't do it like that. Do it like this. Yeah. Because all I can yeah. do is relive like this one point in my life that is so Yeah. And I've good, been through it then. And... Yeah. Whereas it should be like, like every, at every moment, like the present. I mean, it's easy LM. Like don't stop stop worrying about the past and the future mm-hmm. and worry a little mm-hmm. bit more about the present like being being mm-hmm. able to like all right this is a new moment like and it's an inf- it's just existence human existence mm-hmm. is just an infinite amount of of new moments and so it's like all you can do is mm-hmm. just be in that moment dude this is why there's that fucking tribe in the amazon that i talked about like 15 episodes ago where it was just like they have no concept of like numbers time and counting right they just don't have the concept of that and they are so happy because they are never worried about oh what am i gonna do later oh am i gonna be okay moving forward and then like uh, caught up in the past of like oh i hope that thing i did was all right no 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 they're just always being baby and they're like chill (laughs) yeah well yeah i mean it's um it, it speaks a little bit to like the the infall the fallibility of it all right because mm-hmm. i'm sure because they didn't they didn't invent all of these things that make it easier to be alive right. um out of their culture and so there it's like one of those things where it's like none of us are right and and there is no ability to cu- to look up or down at anyone else's cultures like they are but, all but here's, just here's the thing about cultures like this though is like they tend to be warm climate island or jungle people and i go do they need to do we need any of this stuff like technological innovation came out of a need probably because you're diasporating into colder places so then you have to think about the future because you're like all right it's getting colder and colder blah 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 i i'm i think yeah i think that that's like a uh, an anthropological concept i can't remember that But there's like a there's there are certain explanations for that like mm-hmm. where it's like culture a lot of cold weather cultures end up being very like mm-hmm. cold like like you know like um, timely and and organized and all these things in there and it's 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 every everything everything about our cultures is just a response to stimuli right, right. like and it always has been and so all of that stuff should be celebrated mm-hmm. and the the attempt should be to like try and understand them mm-hmm. rather than ever like you know make any sort of objective qualifications on the quality of one versus the other mm. you know mm-hmm. or, or whether one is more righteous or one is more like these things are they're just different mm. but and i'm posing this we seemed to want to achieve a spiritual existence that is closer to theirs. I'm not saying the structure of society, mm-hmm. individually in, in our minds, like what appears to be their existence consciously is, I think, what we are all trying to get closer to. Right. 
And do they have any desire to get closer to our structure of life? Well, good question. Right. I think there is, um, well, like, this is actually all all this stuff is very much discussed in Ursula Le Guin's wonderful novel, I can't wait the left hand of the left hand of darkness uh-huh. um but the, yeah like i think that we have a responsibility so part of her ouvoir and mm-hmm. her, this the Hainish cycle which is like the disposi- a lot of her most famous works are in the same kind of like expanded universe but they're not narratively necessary to each other. Um, And part of it is that there is an ancient humanoid alien group Uh that long, long ago colonized, like terraformed like a hundred planets. Right. And then their civilization fell into disrepair. And so like the connection between all the planets was lost. Mm -hmm. And so now it's about this, you know, like, these all these plants making contact with each other Mm. um so there is kind of an understanding of shared ancestry but then like they're all the same they're all the same like species right but there is no understanding of shared ancestry like all the planets are have like like started to develop on their own Mm. and so one the, the group that is coming back and making contact one of their things is that they don't they're not they don't show themselves and the mm-hmm. like advanced alien culture until mm-hmm. the planet is like able to uh, ad- accept that they want that contact right right and so this is the to, prime directive in star trek okay yeah probably yeah, yeah. yeah and uh yeah and so it's the same with i mean it's it's clearly a derivative off of like making contact with right with Un, uncontacted peoples in the world mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's like we have a responsibility to only open up the world to these people if they want it mm-hmm. but that is a complicated and very very muddy mm-hmm. interpretation to figure out yeah i feel you it's interesting because this tribe that i was talking about in the amazon there's like one guy who was originally a missionary and then after having lived with this tribe, like pretty much dropped the church aspect of his anthropological mm. like expeditions and like lived with them for a long time. And, and the interesting thing is that like the, the, the tribe still has no desire to find out more than yeah what he brings every time. And, and when, when he comes, they're just like, Oh, okay, you're here. <laughs> that's it is wild you know, very I, interesting yeah yeah i don't know yeah things to think about and uh, um yeah. motherfucking book club time dude <laughs> yeah 100 if you if you are interested in joining a um an off podcast book club mm-hmm. um and movie club book and movie club we are in the in the market we'd like to we'd like to start one so always down send us an email send us a dm or a text and we'll we'll get a a a hegelian friendship simulator book and movie club discord set up um all right hell yeah we like that well i think this was a good good app man fun fun stuff yeah big fan yeah um, well, hey, thanks again for listening. And um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at hegelianfriendshipsimulator at gmail.com. And um, keep it sleazy out there. Keep it sleazy, if nothing else. All right. Thank you, love you. Adios. <laughs>